1: you can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. That's big, I mean huge, for brand new podcasters. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just download the free Anchor app or go to anchorfm.com to get started.
0: Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic our first system that detects snoring then automatically adjusts by raising the bed and now during the Tempur-Pedic summer of sleep all tempur mattresses are on sale with savings up to $500 on adjustable sets get your best sleep all night
1: every night learn more at tempurpedic.com
0: It's the main
2: event! Oh, bonus! <laughs> <That's good>.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Throw me a freaking bonus here! This is the main event. Mark's Podcast now on the Unhinged Sports Network, and this is your monthly bonus show. I'm your first co-host, lifelong wrestling fan and cat dad, Troy. Joining me, as always, is the WWE Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia, and the main event collector is the A1 to my coach, Scott DeVore. He's Greg. What's up, Greg? God. What?
2: one, he I did. don't want to beat him. And number two, I, I forgot he was even a thing.
1: <laughs> I did, too. Well,
2: somebody... Didn't he like, rip off Randy Orton's pose a couple times? Like That was a whole thing with him? What's oh, it?
1: the yeah, where he gra- <sighs> clapped his hands over his head. Yeah. The the old Randy Orton pose people. Uh well I kinda wanna slap you now. Well, the the thing with with A one, I, I I will never forget. Somebody posted a picture of Team Canada around this time and they were like, uh, you may be cool, but you'll never be Team Canada and like two thousand seven cool or something like that. And I replied and I was like, Yes, because nothing shouts, I'm cool, like A one. And and he was like, Alright, you got me there. <laughs>
2: Look, I'll be honest, I wish I looked like him.
1: Oh, yeah, uh, he was ripped and shredded and whatever, and had 0% personality. I think he had negative personality.
2: Which is funny, Blanky, because Scott yeah. Demore is, like, loaded with it, and he couldn't even do anything with him.
1: No, I know, he was loaded with a lot of things, but that's beside the point. Anyway, today we are <laughs> we are going to TNA in the year 2006. I know up until this week's uh, Wednesday episode, if any of you listen to it, I'll get to that in a second, uh, we have been promoting Destination X 2007. I changed it about a week ago after we recorded that episode, and uh, we talked this past Wednesday about we're going 2006 because it's the 15-year anniversary, and it just makes more sense. We'll probably cover 07 next year because it will be the 15-year anniversary of that, but uh, I figured... This card looked okay. It it looked good, and uh, it was not a bad show. I like looking back at old TNA, good, bad, or indifferent.
2: I do too. I know I love old TNA, and I love the wrestling too.
1: (laughs) Ah, exactly. Yeah. The reason I said for those of you who listened on Wednesday is I put a trigger warning on the show. It was ECW's Living Dangerously 2000 that we covered. Thank you to all of you with the stomach to listen. I know there's an audience out there for that sort of thing. But it was yeah,
2: if rough. If you're man. into that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. For the, for the kind of thing, or for the kind of people that like that kind of thing, that's the kind of thing those people like, alright? <laughs> There's another corny reference for you. <laughs> it was it was rough to get through, it was rough to record. I think we did an entertaining job with it, I actually liked it, but uh, I can understand why some people would be thrown off by it, so that's why I put the trigger warning in there. If you stayed after the trigger warning, that is all on you, Alright? But this, there's not a trigger warning on this. We're not covering any sensitive subjects unless uh, for some reason you just uh, don't like the content. <laughs> but that's, uh I mean, that's your fault if you don't like Jeff Jarrett. All right. But let's get into uh, our first break here, uh, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the news and notes. But real quick, before we do hit the break, I want to er, uh, remind everybody to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review so you get this on time, you get notified and all that. And if you leave a review to the podcast, that helps us out. It helps us get seen more, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. But please leave a five-star review. I like and then if you- seen well, if you leave a five-star review and crap on us in, in the actual con- comment part of it, I mean, whatever, it's still a five-star review. But at least leave five stars. Like Uncle, like good old Uncle Dave, leave us five stars, all right?
2: Well, oh, dude, if we record this in the Tokyo Dome, they'd give us yeah, I think it was
1: seven. Yeah, I am tempted to fly to the Tokyo Dome to record this live uh, <laughs> just so we can get that extra couple of stars, but... Either way. And we are also sponsored by Fubo TV and Fanatics. More on that in the upcoming breaks here on the podcast. But Fanatics click on the link. it does click on the links down in the description. Officially licensed gear on Fanatics. Fubo TV has great, great deals. If you're looking to cut the cord, it's not just live sports, but it does have a lot of that. So we're going to get into our first break. When we come back, it's news and notes time follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on twitter at main event underscore marks and on instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector it's the very best of professional wrestling past every monday on Retro.
2: wrestling
1: review I'm your host, Troy, and together we'll hop on my time-traveling wrestling ring and watch along to the greatest matches from yesteryear in the Sport of Kings.
0: As complex, as controversial, and as
1: brilliant, really, as he is. On Triple R, we'll cover matches from across the world, including American territories, Canada, Mexico, and Japan. Fast action, lots more than that. You'll learn some things, find out about wrestlers and matches you never even knew about, and we'll have some laughs. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Retro Wrestling Pod. Retro Wrestling Review is available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube, served up fresh every Monday morning.
0: Unbelievable! The crowd absolutely stunned! <sighs>
1: Main Event Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. All right, we are back. And just to remind everybody, if you were listening to us on a podcast platform, obviously we are available on all podcasting platforms, whatever your heart desires, even YouTube. But we are live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Unhinged Sports Network. That's unhingedsn.com. The replay is Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, which would be 3 Pacific. I figured.
2: Uh, what time is that in uh, Narnia time?
1: 3 p.m. Because <laughs> you are in Narnia time, Greg. I just I disguise it by calling it Pacific. I try to dress it up a little bit. That's uh.
2: I don't like that you guys are ahead because you know everything that's going to happen. You know, it kind of ruins my day.
1: Yeah, well, I you, you you told me you don't like spoilers, so I <laughs> try to avoid it. But yeah, so I I realize I should probably start talking about when we are on in Pacific time because, I mean, one of my, you know, one host is on Eastern and one is Pacific. So we do have a lot of listeners out in your neck of the woods. So, but anyway, getting into the news and notes from the time, I actually found a decent amount of stuff. None of it's like earth shattering, but some of it's interesting to talk about here. Former WWE Tough Enough winner, Daniel Pewter, won his MMA fight this past week in San Jose, California. No, week, I was not there. Okay, I was going to say, it's in your neck of the woods there, so I was uh, going to ask, it's like, did you see, oh, Daniel Pewter? I gotta go. So.
2: Okay, okay. what was this for?
1: I probably should have looked it up. I I, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. It's. Uh, I, I just know he... It, it it wasn't anything like big league obviously, because we would have known about it. Uh martial Daniel
2: arts FN pewter.
1: Yeah. This was two thousand
2: and six. I think MMA yeah, just Martin. became legal in California.
1: It was uh it was Strike Force. He was on the undercard of Shamrock versus Gracie. So hmm. that uh that took place. Uh and by the way, it's not
2: Ken, That was that was uh, I was gonna say that's Frank <laughs> and not was it Hoist?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm I'm trying to see the the whole card here. Oh no, C- Caesar. Yeah. Okay. Caesar Gracie. <laughs> so it's the other Shamrock and the other other Gracie. <laughs> cool.
2: But you see, they don't have to. Mar- they all they gotta do is market the last name. I don't think there's any rule against that. So
1: yeah. Well, no. Yeah. It's kind of
2: lame and cheap, but nothing wrong with it.
1: <laughs> I would argue it's it's a smart strategy here. But yeah, he beats somebody. Is it
2: though, like, real quick, if someone, like, sees that and they go, like, oh, wait, this isn't what I thought it was, screw this, I'm never coming here again. I mean, I well, can use yeah. the in there, too, I don't know. But.
1: Or the, if they're flipping through the channels and they're like, I just want to, you know, like a fight fan, they're like, I want to watch something, they're like, Shamrock Gracie. They're like, yeah, maybe I'll order this, you know. I <laughs> 2000, they're. Not, 2006,
2: my first thought is,
1: they still fight? Yeah, right. Uh, Pewter beat somebody named Jesse uh, Fujar chick i don't i can't even pronounce that freaking name so they don't have a wikipedia page so that should tell you how much we should give a crap uh
2: he, that daniel pewter has a wikipedia page is baffling
1: well submitted uh, submitted this guy via rear naked choke in a minute 54 in the first round there you go he was now 2-0 and uh not to skip ahead to the next year but in september of 2007 he was on a card and won his fight. He was 6-0 and after this, after winning on a card called Strike Force Playboy Mansion. What?
2: That was a thing. Do they have, a thing? Do they have a, like, a thing there to put mixed
1: martial arts on? I guess so. Uh, the event took place on well, September he
2: have, 29th. He had more money than God, so I assume he probably did.
1: Yeah, it was at the Playboy Mansion in L.A the invitation-only event drew 1,000 spectators who paid $1,000 per ticket.
2: Wow. Okay. No, one was there, so no one was at the Playboy Mansion for a fight. I'll guarantee you
1: that. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, the main event, I can't... I don't even know. Bobby Southworth and Bill Mahood. Yeah, those, those guys. guys. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so that further drives on your freaking, point.
2: That's a freaking GSP you know, caliber classic right there, dude.
1: I know. Well, I that further drives home your point of nobody was there for that crap. <laughs> They're probably the security guards decided to just put on the main event with them, too. <laughs> right. Former WWF superstar B. Brian Blair of the Killer Bees fame is suing Caraba's Italian Grill restaurant in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> Let- I don't know why this
2: is already funny.
1: It's a weird ass <laughs> story. But he's blaming them for a career-ending injury after slipping on a tray, injuring his head, shoulder, and knee. Damn.
2: That's so funny, though.
1: No, that's pretty... pretty is, up. But, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, when you see uh, one half of the killer bees is suing karabas, Like,
2: what? That sounds like a horrible cartoon. A killer bee sues Caraba.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but, uh... I mean that is pretty effed up. I he did he's, he's
2: still alive though, so I mean, you know, it's
1: Yeah, and I mean, let's be honest, in two thousand six, how much you know, how many bookings was he pulling in, you know? So uh, you
2: know, he's probably at the um, Golden Corral parking lot, you know, wrestling uh, Heidenreich or something.
1: Or Alabama Doink. You know, there's that possibility. <sighs> I'm not even joking here, which is the sad part.
2: God, that sounds incredibly white. Alabama doink.
1: Yeah, sounds incredibly white. <laughs> and he wasn't he wasn't white enough on his own. He yeah. painted his face white. So it made it extra white. Good grief. Oh God. Wow. <laughs> but B Brian Blair I believe did win some money from Carabas. So I think he won the suit here. That I mean, that sucks. I want a free dinner, too. <laughs> a free dinner. He probably got uh, free pasta for life. He get breadsticks or and meat sauce. He he well he better. I mean that then what what good is free pasta without free breadsticks? I'm saying Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this one or not. I sure don't. USA Network's Nashville star co host, Cowboy Troy, will be making an appearance this coming Monday on Raw in Beaumont, Texas. For anybody who doesn't know who
2: he is, he popularized uh hip hop, which oh is gosh. Country, but like with a rap twist. So Florida, jordan yeah, got. It. He, he, well, he came. I think he came way
1: before that Oh well, yeah, he did. But.
2: Um, I'm just saying though, he he kind of you got to give the guy respect. He took a genre that's mainly just for white folks, and you know a lot of black fans are starting to listen to it. Like, you got to give the guy credit for that.
1: So, I know. The I'm not saying
2: is, I listened to his music. I didn't, but
1: I uh, know the name is misleading people. But um, for those that don't know, Cowboy Troy is a Black man, so there you go I just just I felt the need to point this out uh by the way, Nashville star is no longer on the air it uh they had a just a crap ton of like judges and presenters, I mean, they even had Brett Michaels as a judge at one point, which sure, but yeah, so they it went off the air uh after their two thousand eight season, so. But uh, this was during the time they were on TNN, weren't they? Or oh, I was gonna say, yeah, it's always Okay, that's right. Yeah, my bad. Ugh, says it right in the story. That just sounds like a TNN story. Well, we did mention uh, it was so, white. <laughs> yeah. I and I was gonna say this this would be the whitest story I could ever talk about, but the guy I'm talking about is black. <laughs> I said Nashville Star. Hey, how many people <laughs> alive can
2: say they they made a music genre? I mean, I think that's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, that's
1: you know. It is. I mean, he probably doesn't get enough credit for it, uh, and a lot of people crap on it now because it seems like everybody's doing it. But I mean, that kind of goes with everything. Everything gets watered down throughout time. It just seems like everything is um more sped up today. I I, I can't think of it. Accelerated today with uh, the internet and whatnot. So either way, I, I'll ask my my good my good buddy. <laughs> <laughs> who uh who you you know uh what his opinions on cowboy troy and hick hop are
2: Tim McGraw loves it so he thought it of no. like, uh, I mean well you know Tim McGraw's like a huge name in country so
1: yeah you know, Is he he's the like, one that's
2: married to Faith Hill
1: maybe I don't know lucky bad. anyway
2: but I'm just saying though, if you can make a guy who's like that big of a name like it you're doing something right
1: so. right uh well Next story here, nearly 400 fans showed up for the 10th, or on the 10th, rather, for Candace Michelle's autograph signing at the Virgin Megastore in Times Square.
2: All right, hold so, on a second to make a funny joke about that,
1: please. I, I know. I, of all the of all the stores you could pick, the Virgin Megastore. All right. Uh, and I assume it's for the cell phone company, not just um, ironically named. But her play. It, this makes it even better. Her Playboy spread was released to stores that day, and the pictures have already made their way to numerous sites on the internet. Well, 15-year-old Troy knew all about that. Hey, look, man, she was all kinds of roll-tied. Or, uh, maybe maybe, uh, outside of the South, maybe you could say she was all the way live. I'll say that. (laughs) Whatever you want.
2: Coolio from, I believe that's what that. Coolio? I feel like uh, I, I feel like he came up
1: with that song. Was it Brooklyn? I don't even remember. I want to say it's New York song. Probably. Uh, Hulk Hogan was on the Bubba the Love Sponge show on the 9th. Oh,
2: man, that can only get good.
1: Oh, I know, right? Uh, we'll have to talk about that. But after Hulk said that he was not working towards a match at WrestleMania this year, Hogan told Bubba that he will be only there to introduce Mean Gene Okerlund at the Hall of Fame. And he told Vince regarding Mania, quote, If anything comes up interesting match-wise, or an opponent, give me a shout-out, or we'll see if we can hook it up. But uh, Vince has yet to get back to him. So there you go. He'll face
2: one of the main eventers later in the year, so that's fine.
1: uh, This was... 06?
2: Yeah, he faced Randy Orton at SummerSlam.
1: I don't remember that match. Wow. Huh. I remember his other WrestleMania match... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or gonna uh, be Summerslam match, um, but uh, I don't remember that one against Horton. I'm gonna have to go back and check it out. I assume it was garbage, but it might have been good at this time actually. How was just,
2: that bad? Yeah, Hogan could still I mean, kind of. And it's Randy Orton, so.
1: Yeah, and Hogan could was still semi-mobile in '06, so uh, it wasn't for another couple of years that he was just completely immobile. So either way. Many believe Jim Ross will be returning to call the action next week on Saturday night's main event. Some sources say that the deal will likely be made final tomorrow at Raw. JR hasn't been on any WWE programming since he was fired in storyline last year. Although he was fired in the storyline, he still remains under contract with WWE until October.
2: How many times Spoiler, is he time... will be back.
1: Yeah. How many times has this, has this guy been fired and Fake fired and his good grief. Uh,
2: 47?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, look, they gave him a a good living and a good job, and he's highly respected and all that good stuff, but they put him through some crap, man. (laughs) And uh, dance contests, Dr. Heine, that was all.
2: Don't forget the rapping.
1: Yeah, I I prefer to listen to uh, that remix somebody made of. You ever hear those on on the internet where he's singing the songs about my ass?
2: Yeah, no, it's so stupid.
1: <laughs> they played that on Jerry I don't know if Jerry Lawler still does his podcast, but they he'd never heard it. And they played it for him on his podcast and he started like rolling laughing his ass off at that. Anyway, uh, Google, throw in your Google machine if you don't know what I'm talking
2: about. No, don't. It's ridiculously dumb.
1: That's what makes it funny. Anyway, uh, speaking of asses, Sid Vicious recently did an interview <laughs> and okay. stated, that, uh, stated that WWE wanted to book him against Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania. According to reports, Hogan turned down a, quote, Legends match for WrestleMania versus Greg the Hammer Valentine.
2: I don't know which one would have been worse.
1: I'm going to go out on a limb and say 100% of this is bullcrap.
2: He's probably I, making it up because he was supposed to go play uh, softball that day and, you know, well, decided to cancel it. Oh, I want to wrestle any match instead.
1: Well, my first thing here, I know it's been five years, but I don't think Sid could wrestle anymore at this point, could he? I mean, wasn't he down? He had, like, he had that classic with Heath Slater on Raw. He didn't take a single bump there, did he? Like, he just basically hit a power bomb, and that was it? It was classic. Yeah, classic something. Uh, <laughs> just. I don't know, man. I, like, I don't buy that at all. Like, and I know we made the joke in the 90s. Don't Bruce about it. Yeah. I know they made the joke, or you and I made the joke about it in the 90s. It, it seemed like it was always like, well, what about Sid? You know, that was like always the, the go-to question. But. In 2006, 2000, though? Yeah, 2006. Ah, uh, I don't buy that. Like, not even a little bit. And then who the hell in the ra- and don't get me wrong, I loved Greg the Hammer Valentine. as like a talent. I thought he was great in the ring. I I don't know. He was one of my guilty pleasures from the 80s, I guess. But who the hell, in 2006, was like, you know what could draw some money from Mania? Hogan versus wow. Greg Valentine. <laughs> like, how much ganja did one have to smoke before that would even be like, brought up? Like, I could just see, like, that in a creative meeting if somebody did pitch that, and Vince just, like, gives him a serious look and goes, get out like <laughs> go to TNA yeah like that like I hear they're hiring down in Florida pal Ugh.
2: that can make be conceived as WWE now
1: yeah now yeah they still refer to it as New York it's like
2: mm, I mean how many times how well, many referred York? to it as Stanford still on, on impact a couple weeks ago
1: yeah when, when Tyler Valkyrie's leaving you're re- yeah I, know. <laughs> I remember that one Last I heard, they were working on shutting that down and just moving all operations to Florida. And, I mean, with Vince and Linda's advanced age at this point, wouldn't you want to retire to Florida? You know, you could still work, I no, guess.
2: I'd rather the mean streets of Greenwich.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. From everything I heard about the, the Connecticut winners, yeah, I'd want to retire to Florida, too. But, uh, speaking of retiring to Florida... Bill Goldberg did a brief interview on radio on March 9th with Brian Stoll of The Stranglehold. I don't know who that is, but it's part of the story. Anyway, Stoll brought up the rumors of Goldberg talking to TNA, but Bill confirmed that he's only talked to Sting about it, and he has not talked to Dixie Carter or Jeff Jarrett. He did mention his disdain for WWE, saying that he disagreed with them so many times in the past that he doesn't see himself back there anytime soon. Well, I mean... Nine he did years. go back. Yeah. I mean, it depends on your definition of soon, because, I mean, he was right. <sighs> yeah, keeping on, Bill, here. Uh, On that note, the debut episode of Bill Goldberg's new Spike TV series, Pros vs. Joes. At Which, Penn by the Emma, way,
2: was the catalyst of the whole thing.
1: Yeah, I know. Kind of like the—this was before they started doing a lot of crossover Spike TV promotion.
2: Yeah, because once the uh, UFC signed the deal with them, remember, they started gearing on Impact too.
1: Yeah, right. And uh, and then they did some stuff with Bellator when UFC left. So, But uh, it aired 10 p.m. on Monday and did a 1.4 cable rating. The replay at 11 p.m. did an 0. 0.9 cable rating. I guess that's OK by Spike TV standards, but nothing to, you know, nothing to be like, wow, that's a good rating. It is at 10 p.m. though, so that's pretty damn late.
2: When did, did you ever watch Pros vs. Joes? Nah, I forgot what he even is at this moment, so
1: no. It was, uh, they would get, like, retired sports stars to... Oh, you do... know
2: what? I think I watched the one with Randy Couture.
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, it was basically, like, retired or semi-retired sports stars, and they would do, uh, you know, like, drills, basically, with, uh, just average guys. So, yeah, they did, like, MMA, football, basketball, baseball, that kind of stuff. It was a cool concept, I thought. I saw a couple episodes. It wasn't bad. Nothing that I would... It's not like it was must-see TV or anything that I was, like, dying to tune in for. Admittedly, I tuned in a couple times because I wanted to see Goldberg again, but that was about it. Does he still have that... I know he had a car show for a while after this. Something about muscle cars. I don't know how long that damn thing lasted. Ring of Honor is announcing that uh, NWA champion Christian Cage is headed for Ring of Honor for one night only on Friday, May 12th in Long Island at Sports Plus Entertainment. Christian Cage and Ring of Honor. I don't even know who the hell he he wrestled. But
2: uh, One of the briscos
1: Yeah. In one two, of the lifers. In 2006, there was probably somebody like Daniel Bryan or whatever. Or excuse me, Bryan Danielson. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this this is more that this was kind of when they were phasing out the whole relationship with Ring of Honor, when, right? Like TNA and ROH. Uh, uh
2: yeah, give or take.
1: Yeah, because I remember for those that don't remember early days of TNA, they basically used Ring of Honor as almost like a farm league. Like if they needed some rookies to come in and you know put them on TV, then you know I know they had Roderick Strong, Austin Aries, um, Hanford handful of other guys. Alex Shelley came from there. Here's one man. I I forgot about all this stuff, but uh, you probably remember because I think we had discussions about this. The Chicago White Sox will be presenting the X Division title belt to the best player of every single game this season. There is apparently a major yes, TNA. that
2: was all because of Pruszynski.
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, there is apparently a major TNA White Sox working relationship that will last throughout this season. <laughs> There will be an angle that <laughs> because starts... Because
2: if there's a team in that I want to team up with the freaking White Sox.
1: Oh, yeah. I'll get to that in a second. But <laughs> um, uh, there will be, apparently be an angle that starts this week on impact from the spring training field in Tucson. This was taped several weeks ago when Chris Saban gave the belt to A.J. Pruszynski, who they would call the phenomenal A.J. and Whenever he came up to bat, they would play well, they a new style stain.
2: They even yep. called him that in Oakland too. He just want to throw up.
1: <laughs>
2: I heard the PA announcer saying it.
1: Yeah. So what the hell, man? <laughs> this, this is my thing. Like TNA, their head, their home offices were based in Nashville. They did their weekly show every week in Orlando. So clearly, we need to team up with the Chicago baseball team, right?
2: I guess Chicago's like,
1: close to Nashville,
2: though. Yeah, they might be the home team for them kind of a hike no I mean I mean some places don't have a baseball team so you got to go with the closest one or I don't know
1: I didn't think about it just uh,
2: like Seth Rollins is from what Iowa his favorite team is the Bears so
1: I just I think of stuff like that Uh, yeah yeah I mean I get that I mean and people from West Virginia usually root for Pittsburgh but here's my thing that like first of all does Tennessee I like I'm blanking here Tennessee doesn't have a baseball team no Okay. Well, why would I get the Orlando or, or not Orlando, but like uh, I don't know, like the Miami team or, or, or you know, whatever. Like a Florida team. I
2: believe the Rays would be closer, actually.
1: Yeah, so Tampa. Get Tampa. But no. <sighs> anyway, and me being a, a kind of being an Indians fan, I don't like the White Sox. So here's a random story. Go Cubs, put, right? <laughs> F off. Here's a random story of, if you see if you remember this name, Greg. This this is the most 2006 stuff you're going to hear on the podcast, by the way, besides the whole Cowboy Troy stuff. On his MySpace.com blog. Already funny. Johnny Fairplay. You remember that name? Yeah, Gene A loved him. Somebody had to. Who the hell was booking this idiot? Well, uh, Vince Russo. I, I yeah, I know. It's like, dude, what the heck Who did he have to fillet to get a job, man?
2: He was That's also... the guy that pretended his grandma was dead, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Survivor. His grandma was dead to Survival of Nation.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, he was on. I was going to mention he was on an episode of Survivor. Or, or a season of Survivor. I'm sorry.
2: Now, hold <laughs> on real quick. It was a disgusting yeah. tactic.
1: Uh-huh.
2: But I don't believe that those people all. I think it was all part of the show.
1: Perhaps I'm yeah.
2: one of people that don't believe in reality TV. What you see is not what you get, or yeah, you know. Some, what I
1: mean. Yeah. Well, some some is more blatantly obvious than others, but yeah, I I tend not to believe in anything I see on reality TV. Well,
2: I think those people knew his quote, "Grandma was quote dead."
1: Yeah. Well, Johnny Fairplay on MySpace.com noted that uh, the following about not being booked for the upcoming TNA house show in Virginia. Speaking of which. I think he'd been gone for like two years at this point, I think. He was he was uh kind
2: of a staple, not like a staple, but like there were a lot during the pay per view only years. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so it's been about two years since we have seen her hair of this idiot.
2: We seen but, him at Victory Road, remember? Or
1: oh, four? No.
2: no, no, sorry. Um Final Resolution, oh five. That was his last time.
1: Oh, okay. Well Ugh. Either way, he said, TNA is running house shows in my hometown. They even called my soon-to-be stepdad to pay for advertising. Hmm, I'm not on the show? Are you effing kidding me? You contract my my mom's fiancé and ask him to be the major advertiser on your show and not book me? (laughs) You run a show in my hometown and don't book me. Wow, I guess I now officially know my contract status with TNA. There were... Yeah, heaven forbid you not book Johnny effing Fairplay. Heaven forbid, you know, because Greg, we know that if you do business with a family member, you have to book them too. (laughs) That's how it works, right? No. What is it, the freaking Kardashians? Yeah, right. You can't just have—they're like potato chips. You can't just have one. But there were rumblings that he may be returning, so who knows? Spoiler: he did not. At least oh. I don't think so.
2: It was the day uh, TNA died to me?
1: Yeah, right. It, they, you don't book Johnny Fairplay. What, what are we gonna do? Then yeah, he, then he pop up in more, um, like reality bull crap. I don't yep, it was a reality show. I
2: mean, he popped on those those reality shows that were cat. Like the, the full cast was ex reality show stars. So. No,
1: oh, for God's sake. I think I
2: just said a mouthful there.
1: Uh, yeah, because if there's one thing I want to see, it's more of, you know, reality show cast-offs doing more reality show bullcrap. <laughs> By the way, he was on two seasons of Survivor.
2: Yeah, one of them was an all, quote, all-star.
1: Yeah, he was on Survivor Pearl Islands and Survivor, Survivor Micronesia. <laughs> okay, I couldn't point those out on a map if you asked me to. Maybe that's the whole point. But
2: yeah, you want to hide them, you know. You don't want people to swarm the island looking to get like hound their favorite stars for autographs, you know.
1: Oh yeah, right. (laughs) You might run into Johnny Fairplay. My favorite.
2: Dude, he was at a few WrestleCon's by the way.
1: Man, I bet he had a line out the door. I
2: I would have seen him. I looked at like I forget what he looks like off the top of my head right now. So if I was to see him at WrestleCon, I would literally think he was like one of the actual legends, like Handler or something.
1: Like, <laughs> right, I know. Now we get into the TNA talk here. Besides that, despite recent talks, TNAWrestlingNews.com—I didn't even know that was a website, but whatever—is reporting that TNA. I got
2: like there's a dedicated site to just
1: TNA news. I know, like. like
2: how much traffic does that thing get
1: daily? Right. Fucking
2: ten, eleven, twelve people, man.
1: Yeah, I know. They're gonna have to open up a second server in their bathroom. <laughs> But anyway, it's reporting that TNA will not be signing former WWE superstar Matt Morgan at the current time. I think he signed, like... Uh,
2: uh, yeah, he signed, th- like, a couple months later.
1: Yeah. So, uh, that, uh... You have a site dedicated to the news of this tiny-ass little company, and you get it wrong! <laughs> <laughs> How much dedication does this take? Clearly a lot. <laughs> I guess so. Well, actually, <laughs>
2: uh, actually last... You make
1: <laughs> uh, last story here. Why does this guy have a huge slur? <laughs> well, because he, well, it's not a slur. He's like, He's got a mouthful of slushy while he's arguing with us. Uh, uh, there's an at, at this point, there are no plans in the works to bring back Kevin Nash. He suggested that TNA could team him with Sean Waltman, but it doesn't appear that he's coming back either. I mean, oh, it man, does happen. Yeah, it does happen though. Uh, I I'm a little foggy on the timeline here, so. Ten. Twenty. Uh, I thought he was back before. Yeah, because he came back and did the the X Division stuff before that, didn't he? I think that was all this year. Okay, so that was before this, or after? I don't know. I
2: think it was this year.
1: Yeah, I'm.
2: with Alex Shelley, all them, right? <laughs> Yeah. Might have been later this year. I don't know.
1: Yeah, 2006.
2: He's in and out of wrestling so much, dude, that every one of his appearances run together for me.
1: April 27th, 2006, he popped back up. So there you go. So that, so they're wrong again on the TNA. There's, like, literally two stories, and they're wrong on both. <laughs> like, like, for God's sake, 0 oh, for 2, bro. And Tell me and you got think, one more for me no I, I wish uh, I I will say I think Waltman came back around that time too I just remember he had to do you remember who he had to fill in for when he got his ass whooped by Raven on pay-per-view
2: mm, Sabu?
1: yeah it might have been because I remember it was a Clockwork Orange House of Fun and I whoever say it was Sabu. yeah so whoever it was no-showed okay so, I'm almost certain it was Sabu now because <laughs> I said no-showed uh yeah, well, Waltman apparently wrapped up in January of of this year, so I I don't know. So I do so,
2: remember a fun fact about that too. Raven got in trouble because he called him X Pac live on pay per view. No
1: oh, man. <laughs> uh, oops. Yeah, he was six Pac. I remember there for a while. I didn't, like I said. I did. Oh. No, well, he had better things to do than TNA at this time, Greg, because in February, he went to Wrestling Society X. Good God. And everybody try, that's, remembers you know, that. That's funny.
2: People talk crap about any company they want. That may have legitimately been the worst wrestling on the planet.
1: They literally, like, everything exploded. Everything. I laughed my ass off at this because I thought it was supposed to be funny. Like, everything you that they landed on... They act, they did like a special effect, like it blew up, and then they'd shake the camera, and the commentator would be like, ah! <laughs> oh, man. I will say that is the first and time it I got It was
2: not, to see... by the way.
1: No. That's the first time I actually got to see Teddy Hart on national TV, like consistently, though, so there's that. for You know, take that for what it's worth.
2: Not worth a lot. He's probably in jail as we record this.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, let me check that Twitter account. <laughs> For those that don't know, there's a dedicated Twitter account. It's, I think it's just called, Is Teddy Hart in Jail? And every single day, if he's not, they just tweet, no. That is, like, <laughs> yawn, pathetic. I uh, I know. It's pathetic, but the fact that it's not, no, every single day. <laughs> like, I laughed. I mean, it's sad. I hate to laugh at somebody's misfortune, but just the Twitter yeah, account Well, funny. I mean, funny. it is, but he brings on
2: himself, man.
1: He does. They tweeted, when the last time he went to jail, they tweeted, the breaking news, yes. <laughs> and then they tweeted the story about him getting arrested. Oh gosh. Uh well, you know, things get better for for you know old Sean Waltman Greg because in June of 07 he would go to Triple A and form D-Max. Yeah. I'm not joking, by the way. He was literally called D-Max. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a second. He dated Ryan Shamrock? Yeah, I think he beat heck? her, too. Did he? I think wow. so. It was a... I remember
2: hearing something about a domestic dispute thing or whatever, so...
1: Damn. That's, uh... Was she the one that found him when he, like, tried to hang himself or whatever? I think so. Oh, man. This is getting super effing depressing. I am sorry. <laughs> but, uh... I like, mean, it went
2: from a guy in jail to a guy beating women and a guy trying to hang himself. I don't see... To...
1: It, you, like, and we can yeah. laugh, by the way,
2: because everyone's still alive and everyone's healthy, so... I mean, I need There's to zero, put that out
1: there, so. There is 0% chance, by the way, that he beat China. Just 0% of that. And if he did, she would have hit him back twice as hard. So, I'm just, I mean,
2: especially during his drug days. I think he got down, like, 150 pounds, so,
1: yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. He
2: made you look like Big Show.
1: <laughs> what the hell? All right, well, we're going to wrap up the news and get into something a little less depressing with TNA Destination X. Before we get into the break here want to remind everybody, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe if you are listening on a uh, podcasting platform. And please leave a review, five stars, like good old Uncle Dave, and comment in the review. Say something nice, say something rude, whatever. Just leave five stars. Say something crude. Yeah, there you go. And we will be back right after this break. Follow the Main Event Marks at facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks, and at Main Event Collector.
2: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Oh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. we yeah, The that. mother, same mother and father. Your room was... spell it with a K. So you might take it easy.
1: Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. Alright, we are back. Just reminding everybody, if you are not listening to us on the Unhinged Sports Network, join us 8pm every Wednesday uh, Eastern Time, that is. 5pm Pacific. Thank you. There's other replays past that, and uh, just check our social media. We always tweet when we're going live. Uh, We're going live, pal. (laughs) But Alright, getting in getting into the show at hand. It's DNA, Destination X two thousand six took place, March twelfth, two thousand six. The tagline was Beyond the Ring. Huh? That's a reason. I, sure. Uh the, <laughs> I don't know I, what it is,
2: but I know there's a reason.
1: Yeah, I just I, I don't uh Beyond the Mat was taken. <laughs> uh the venue was the impact zone in Flor in Orlando, Florida. The attendance was 900, so I assume they packed that joint out. That's one of the higher, uh, like, uh, attendances I've seen in that, in the, uh, little sound stage that they recorded in, so.
2: I Is think it? they had done away with the two tunnels and therefore opened a whole other
1: side up. That makes sense. Does it come off as a little sad that they couldn't draw more than ECW in that tiny little? Crap no, no, had. it doesn't.
2: And, uh, and the only reason I say no is because they decided to stay there. You can only put so many now. They've been yeah. traveling, yes, it would have been sad. Yeah, that's true, considering you don't buy tickets to TNA. You know, I
1: mean, yeah, it's kind of just like first come, so first serve. Yeah, so it's like right. Uh, well, the pay per view buy rates were 30,000 buys, <sighs> that was one of them. yeah. Well, here we go. The show opens with a black-and-white video of a mime in a sting mask watching TNA highlights and acting them out while an opera song plays. Finally, the mime freaks out over nothing, whips his mask off, and it's Eric Young, who then runs off. Don't fire him. I guess that's supposed to get us hyped for the show. It it didn't, but I, I guess it was. It was, uh, something. But anyway, uh this first match was... Alex Shelley versus Jay Lethal went just over eight minutes. Shelley's doing his paparazzi productions gimmick where he brings his camcorder to the ring to record his matches. Uh, Mike Tanay reminds us that Jay Lethal is only 20 years old, Shelley is 22, and I am 30 wasting my life by recording podcasts in my garage. <laughs> wow. I don't know. That always made me feel bad. They're like, Jay Lethal is only such and such age, and I'm like, and he's wrestling on national TV. Meanwhile, I'm into my couch cushions. But... I mean, never sit on your couch. <laughs> these uh, these two are so good and so quick and so innovative. I I, I love these two. Uh, Shelly wins with sliced bread number two. Uncle Dave and I both gave it two and a half stars. What say you?
2: I gave it two. I like both these guys, though. Yeah. I think that's... Uh, what, it'll be 15 years later they're still both wrestling?
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, well... What's what's up with Shelly? Why he's not wrestling right now? Is he I don't hey, you know. They've never said they just keep saying personal reasons. Huh? Well, that's never good.
2: It's uh, been too long to be COVID related now at this point. So I don't know.
1: Right. Well, I think if it was COVID, I think they'd come right out and say it at this point. It's not like there's a stigma with it, but I could be wrong. I, I don't know. But either way, uh, up next, Jeremy Borash is backstage with Team Canada. Bobby Roode talks for a couple of seconds until Scott Demore steps up to rip into the opponents of his guys for the night. Alex Shelley randomly runs in and tells Eric Young that they've got to go. And EY tells Demore that his, quote, Canadian senses are tingling. So does that mean he smells maple syrup nearby?
2: Uh, I think there was a hockey game about to start. (laughs)
1: Yeah, right. Somewhere they're about to drop the puck. But all right, now we get this one. It's Maverick Matt Bentley with Tracy Brooks in his corner. <laughs>
2: I forgot it was Maverick Matt.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, he's taking on Lance Hoyt. Big Lance Hoyt. Uh, in about eight minutes. Bentley recently changed his name from Michael Shane due to WWE trademarking the name for one half of the Shane Twins. And then they never even used it.
2: The goddamn Gemini. Sorry, you yeah. won't get that. You have to watch the
1: listen to the major pod, but It's a thing. (laughs) I don't know if I want to get it. Uh, Yeah, so... uh, Yeah, like, that always pissed me off, because I was like, well, they're going to at least use it, right? Nope. They just trademarked it just to be a-holes, and be like, nah, we can own it, so, why not? I don't understand
2: why they didn't trademark uh, his name to begin with. Yeah. They should have trademarked that a long time ago, not defending what they did, but why the hell don't you trademark your name? You're gonna use it for then. Yeah, you know,
1: Sam I know. Frank
2: was smart enough too. Samoa Joe and Austin Aries. I know,
1: you know and these like, guys were just like minor uh, leaguers at the time. So, yeah. So I don't know. I guess Michael Shane must not have had much uh, uh, confidence oh, he in himself.
2: Probably figured too. Hey, uh, cousin Shawn's over there. He'll watch my back.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Was it his? I don't even remember their relation. Was it cousin yeah, or Jesus was it his uncle?
2: It was not because okay. I was like uncle might make sense,
1: so, but it doesn't. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, much much different. Well, anyway, uh, Matt is going full on Shaw Michaels mode here, even wearing chaps to the ring, dancing around, all that good stuff. And guess what his finishing move was? It was a super <laughs> kick that he tunes up for in the corner. So he, I I I liked this comparison when I heard it because don't get me wrong, I I liked Matt Bentley, but this is like when you see an Elvis impersonator. It's like somebody trying to impersonate the greatest of all time and not doing it too too well. Anyway,
2: I like how Mike uh, Mike tonight always had a hammer at home too.
1: Yeah. Well, kind of like um, he's long gone by this point. But like, and this is much more minor, so it made me laugh that they hammered this home. Mikey Batts was uh Billy Kidman's cousin. They're like, oh, this is a cousin of Billy Kidman. Like, oh well, God dang, now I gotta watch. <laughs>
2: Didn't they also hammer home that uh, when Kendrick was there, that he was the last graduate from Michael's wrestling school?
1: Uh, They might have. I don't remember that one, (laughs) but I'm sure they did. But Lance Hoyt is actually getting over with the fans, so I like that.
2: That's an understatement.
1: Yeah. So this guy's always had something. Just nobody knew what the hell to do with it. But in the middle of the match... It's currently going on, by the way, as we speak. Right. I know. Uh, whereas, where the hell is Matt Bentley? <laughs> yeah. Back home in Texas, farting into his <laughs> couch cushions. Good <I'm> lord. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> had to bring it back. All right, I don't anyway. think
2: about being miserable. It may be on you.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right. Uh, but anyway, in the middle of the match, Jeremy Borash is up in the Raptors with Eric Young and Alex Shelley. They're dropping flyers into the crowd. They're missing <laughs> persons posters for Steve Borden, a.k.a. Sting. Saying, have you know seen this I, man?
2: I don't know why this made me roll so hard.
1: <laughs> this was something, man. But uh, well, the thing is, it just—I dis- wrote that it distracts Matt Bentley, but not really. What what happened was he's tuning up, tuning up the band in the corner for his. Uh, he called it the head-on collision, which I kind of like that name. But either way, he's tuning up for that, and and Tracy pr- picks up the the posters. And she distracts Matt. She's like, hey, do you see this? And he literally looks over at her and goes, who cares? (laughs) Uh, That made me laugh. Who cares, bro? But this distracts Bentley long enough for Hoyt to win with a running big boot. So the ending kind of sucked. One takeaway I did have from this, though, is Lance Hoyt did that moonsault way too damn much because it didn't even get a pop during this match. When a guy that size is doing a damn moonsault, and the crowd is like, eh, like, you're doing it too much. I think he did it, in, I think he whipped it out in, like, every match, didn't he? He definitely always whipped it out, yes. <laughs> and everybody dies, so. And he, anyway, uh, me and Uncle Dave both gave it one and a half stars. What say you?
2: I gave it one. I didn't like it.
1: No. It's definitely not a good effort from these guys. They tried... I didn't think about it until somebody pointed it out, but they're like, it seemed like TNA was trying to go with a uh, Shawn Michaels Diesel kind of thing with them. But I don't know. (sighs) Either way. Now we go to the back again. Jeremy Borash is with Team 3D, Ron the Truth Killings, and Rhino. I did say I love how Rhino and and Brother Ray uh, have like intense promos where they're actually saying something. And Ron Killings and Devon just drop their catchphrases and walk off. <laughs>
2: That's literally what our truth does nowadays.
1: Yeah. Because you get Rhino, he I mean he doesn't talk for long, but he's intense and cuts his promo where he's getting into it. And then Brother Ray steps up and he, he delivers this promo about the match. And then you go to Ron Ra- Ron Killings steps up and I'm like, Okay, we're gonna we're gonna get a uh a, a cool promo here, and all he says is you can get with this, you can get with that, you better come get with this, because this is where it's at, what's up? And then he walks off, and I'm like, okay. And then Devon says, you know, his, oh my brother, testify. My favorite part of the whole thing is right before they fade the camera away, Brother Ray looks at Devon and says, you need to teach me Ebonics. <laughs> oh, man. In
2: layman's terms, he's not black enough.
1: Uh, no. <laughs> Definitely not. But now we get Team Canada of Bobby Roode and Eric Young with Coach Scott Demore in their corner. Ha! 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 What the hell is he really the coach of? He doesn't do anything. He stands there and shouts, Greg, and he hands off the hockey stick.
2: I go. did always like how the flag was a hockey stick, by the way. I love that.
1: I, yeah, I thought that was pretty uh, cool. How many hockey sticks did they go through, by the way? Because they always broke that damn thing, and those are I, not cheap. I know. Where do you think you get those, by the way? Uh, Discount Hockey Sticks R.S. They probably buy him in bulk. Uh, I will say, the coach name, I, it does fit, because I guess he was a, a trainer. So still is. Yeah, so. I mean, you wouldn't know to look at him, but he is a wrestling trainer. Apparently, he's pretty good at it.
2: Now he's running Impact, so there you
1: go. Yeah, well, Don Callis is out there playing uh, Kenny Omega's dad. So, cool.
2: 69 me, Dad.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. You made it worse.
2: Hey, I but, didn't say it on TV, he did.
1: <laughs> well, anyway, anyway, Rude and Young are taking on the naturals of Andy Douglas and Chase Stevens. This goes, for tw- by the way. Yeah, this goes for 12 and a half minutes. Eric Young is morphing into his goofy, paranoid self who freaks out over his own pyro every single week.
2: That will so, never not be funny.
1: I will say, I, the only time I didn't laugh at it was like, you know, when it's like, the timing is always the same, and it's like, how do you not know it's coming at this point? The times that made me laugh was when like he's like bracing for it, it doesn't go off, and then he starts walking again, then it goes off, and he like takes a bump. I love well, that.
2: This is literally the genesis of it because he was doing it was, it because yeah. he thought this thing was coming to attack You're right. One of my favorite um. parts, by the way, is they kept that. They actually put that in the Impact video game, which I just
1: <laughs> yeah yeah right. Uh, I did say, you gotta love the fat jokes from Mike Tanay about Scott DeMore on commentary. That's that's good stuff right there. Meanwhile, Don West is sitting right next to him. <sighs> Either way, I said this was a bit sloppy. In the end, DeMore distracts Andy Douglas and, and the ref at the same damn time. This allows EY to come off the top and break the Canadian flag on a hockey stick over Douglas's head. Root pins him for the win. Uncle Dave and I both gave it. Two and a half stars. What say you?
2: I gave it two. I didn't like it that much, but it's not very impressive. I had phone watching it. So.
1: Yeah, and I will say this: I liked the Naturals, but they really—they uh, needed Chris Candido, man. I—I wasn't—I liked uh, the, like Shane Douglas eventually being their mouthpiece. I didn't like the fact that well, since we're with Shane Douglas, now we have to dress like him. Like
2: what? I thought the whole thing was lazy because they just put him with him because he was Candido's friend.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I like the explanation where he was like, well, you know, my best friend saw something in you guys. You're, you know, you're letting him down and, uh, you know, disgracing his memory. So I'm going to step up and, and help you out. Like, all right, fine. I buy that. But it's like they're the newly franchised naturals and they got to wear, you know, effing Steelers colors now like barf.
2: Hey, those could be also pirates
1: or penguins. I like how like just Where like the every, <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. I love how every team in uh in in that city just color coordinates. They're like, "You know what? Why don't we just wear black and yellow?" <laughs> That's the color of the whole city. Anyway, backstage with Jeremy Borash again because apparently he's the only guy with with a microphone they can em- employ at this point. Uh, he is with the like Alpha Male. I do, too. It's just, you know, usually with most wrestling programs, you get, like, two guys doing, you know, trading off interviews. But, I mean, TNA is a small operation, so I get it. But JB's backstage with the Alpha Male, Monty Brown, talking about the NWA title match that will close a show. Brown was intense as all hell, and I loved him. I, I loved him back then. I love him now. It sucks that he had to retire when he did. But now... I know,
2: Larry, man, I miss the alpha male, Marcus Corvon.
1: Oh, hell to the no. Hell He's no. smooth, man. No. That, that's Ice Train. His, <laughs> anyway, his theme song was just... I ice know. Song. I know. But when I... When you say that, I think of, am I smooth? Now Larry Zabisco walks into frame to tell Monty that Earl Hebner will be the ref tonight. And for the and the uh, NWA Championship Committee has assured a level playing field. Brown says that he's going to level the playing field himself with the bounce. Period. I did laugh when because he always did the where he rubbed his head like back and forth on the on the turnbuckle, but there was no turnbuckle here, so he rubbed his head on on the microphone. Uh, oh, wait, actually, I think, I
2: think this is the freshly fired uh, Earl Hubner, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I believe so. This is before he. he I think this was hey, like
2: fucking shoot fire by the
1: way. <laughs> yeah. Him and Dave both. I don't know what. I don't know what ever became of Dave Hebner because I never heard anything about him going to TNA. So maybe he was just like, I'm fired. All right, I'm going home. Maybe he uh, was smart with his money and saved up. But either way, we get a promo about how LAX has been beating up the James gang and finally bullet bob armstrong stepped up to help bg and kip and he was put in the hospital so lots of stuff there with this
2: uh, i got to mention by the way this is the real lax
1: unfortunately you're right this was this was not the this was not the lax that i hold like to high esteem as the real one but this was the original we'll say that it was Conan, Homicide, and Machete. They were taken on the team of Bullet Bob Armstrong and the James Gang, which is BG and Kip James. Kip James is Billy Gunn, whatever you want to call him. Uh, this went just over He was six also and a half the minutes.
2: outlaw for like two minutes.
1: Yeah, right, yeah. I think he was an outlaw for, yeah, like what, two, three weeks at tops until the WWE legal team and stepped that in. And was
2: probably only because they recorded two or three weeks at a time, so it was probably only one night.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. <sighs> but, uh, yeah, so this was when Kip was like an honorary member of the Armstrong family or the James family or whatever the hell. Uh, so this went six and a half minutes. Conan starts by cutting a promo about how he hates everyone and he hates the city. PG comes out and he cuts a promo about how LAX pissed off the tribal elder and will pay for it. Well, now the tribal elder is uh, uh, Roman Reigns, I think. He's head of the table. Oh, yes. My bad. Uh, I'm sure the the
2: tribal elder is his father.
1: Yeah, see. Who's older, Afa or Sika? One of them. But in the end, uh, they take out Conan and Homicide outside of the ring before surrounding Machete in the ring, taking turns punching him Kip hits what was once the one and only, I don't think they had a name for it here, and he pins Machete for the win. Bullet Bob Armstrong does BG's leg shake dance to celebrate, which I popped for. Uh, Uncle Dave gave it a star and a quarter, I gave it one and a half, what say you? Gave it one, it sucked. Also, they it's called The Colossus. Oh, The the, the Colossus, grain. Whatever. God. How dare you mess up the move, the name of the move of uh the former WWE champion? Yeah, the what the hell was his nickname? I can't even, like this joke is flopping me. Ma- Russia. Him. Yeah, that. Him. Uh this was supposed to be a big built-up personal feud between these guys, right? And and <laughs> finally <laughs> Bullet Bob Armstrong gets in the ring and he goes face to face with Conan by the way, Bullet Bob is way older than Conan here, and they were both still competing over who had more injuries at this point. Uh, they were both about as mobile as the other one. And they go face-to-face finally, and the crowd goes mild. Just nobody... <laughs> yeah. Nobody cared! Nobody cares, bro! I was like, wow, um... I'll tell you here, 15-year-old Troy didn't know who the hell Bullet Bob Armstrong was. So well, I only mildly cared. I was like, oh, he's BG's dad. Cool, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, Bullet Bob and the James gang get about five seconds to bask in all of their glory before it's to the back. Because we can't let somebody celebrate, Greg. We get it. This is a big feud, a huge blow-off. To the back, more interview time. <laughs> good lord, no, more freaking paparazzi productions crap. I I shouldn't put it that way. It's kind of funny, but this is all on pay-per-view. I felt it was a little much. Anyway, Borash is following around Shelley and Young because he's got nothing better to do tonight. Young, this is my favorite part. They're like about to they're going from one hallway and uh, Eric Young acts like he's like trying not to be seen and he like front rolls through the hallway to the other side.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, uh... Well, the whole premise of this is only Eric Young knew Sting was coming back.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. That's
2: the whole thing. Like, he tried to tell everybody, and no one believed him.
1: Well, he grabs a baseball bat. Did did he have the ball bat? I didn't see where he grabbed the bat from. I think he had it, yeah. Okay, well, he goes into the, to the bathroom, and they approach a stall door, and they shout for Sting to come on out. Finally, AJ Styles comes out instead, and and EY asks if Sting was in there with him. He's like, no, yeah. he wasn't in there with me. <laughs> AJ looks pretty annoyed. And I think he made a gay joke about EY and Shelly being together in the restroom. The gay community. <laughs> uh, Look at up throat, Yeah, Google AJ Styles, the gay community. That's all I'm going to say. It was Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> he then makes a threat to Shelly before walking off. So, yeah. Uh, This next match, it's a four-way. That's how you lean into it. Uh, This next match. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just want to get, it's moving on here. Uh, This next match is a fatal four-way for the World X Cup. It's Petey Williams with, of all people, A1 in his corner versus Puma. Yeah. Versus Puma, versus Sanjay Dutt, versus Chris Sabin. Uh, it went just shy of 15 minutes. The match is labeled a fatal four-way match, but only two people are allowed in the ring at a time, and the other two have to stand on the apron and tag in for reasons. Uh, this is when Chris Sabin had went Super Saiyan, and he had the spiky blonde hair. And this it was also
2: awesome. Sabin. Thank you.
1: Oh yeah, that's it. Uh, Puma, by the way, was TJP, TJ Perkins, whatever you want to call him. Uh, this was also when people cared more about what TJP did in the ring rather than what the hell he was freaking retweeting. Like, <laughs> Burn your masks, folks! Yeah. Good grief. Uh, Chris Sabin wins this one with a cradle shock on Puma. I was entertained by this, but it was literally just spot, spot, spot. It was a fun car crash. Uncle Dave gave it four effing stars. I gave it three. What do you say?
2: Wow. So, I gave it four. Really? This was actually the match I thought was the match of the year for 2006, so.
1: Really? I freaking love this match, yes.
2: This was the match of the year for me.
1: I will say this. I liked it, okay? I don't want anybody to think I didn't like it. I mean, three stars is above average, so I, I liked it, but it was just like, I don't know. It was,
2: this was? I remember thing- watching it live. It was like, like, it was non-stop. And I was it totally was. into it the entire time. This is like,
1: I did know. like it. I love the X Division. I feel like this is the kind of match that the Young Bucks fondle themselves to. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but there's actually no. wrestling going on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think. I mean. You know, yeah, I, I, don't know I. What the hell it is they do, but. There, there wow. Wrestling here. I mean, Chris Sabin and Sanjay alone. Like Sanjay to me is one of the most underrated wrestlers ever.
1: Yeah, I think Nobody he was really good.
2: ever appreciated that man's work. Um, if I were to pick Chris two Saban guys,
1: just I was always a fan of Puma and TJP, whatever. But if if I were to pick two guys out of this ring that were like my favorites of this, it, it would have to be uh, PD Williams and Chris Sabin. I love those two. So.
2: I think Chris Sabin is an honorary Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Isn't <laughs> he the now, only American never graduate from Scott D'Amore School? I think he was.
1: I believe so. I don't remember if he trained Elix Skipper or not. Uh, ah, talking about he was in the Team honorary, Canada. Honorary, up. Canadian, Grace. He's actual Canadian. there's no honorary.
2: He was in Team Canada, so.
1: Yeah, he yeah he he got on one knee, he knelt, and Lance Storm uh, touched both, both shoulders and knighted him with a hockey stick. So there you go.
2: And the just, red one.
1: <laughs> yeah, he did, he did the same thing to Mike gossip. So he did kneel, A, eh? and then he just knights him on a hockey stick. <sighs> All right, and then, anyway. Move. And
2: then, like, for communion, they drink uh, maple
1: syrup. There you go. Mother of God. Uh, but, you know, of well, course. communion. I'm sure he's involved, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, we can't allow Chris Saban to get more than five seconds of celebration time winning the World X Cup before it's to the back with Jeremy Borash. More of this. But now he's standing by with James Mitchell, Abyss, America's Most Wanted, Jackie Gata, Gail Kim, and Jeff Jarrett. Quite the motley crew. This is a rogue's gallery. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I just, um, okay. Now, Mitchell says that this, that in war, sometimes you need weapons of mass destruction, referring to Abyss. Uh, when Jarrett starts talking, he's cut off by Eric Young and Alex Shelley, who say that they can't find Sting. And Jarrett tells Sting that He's done looking for him. Now it's Sting's turn to look for him in the ring. Okay. I remember
2: <laughs> – I, I forget if they show a package, but there's, like, a thing on there where Alex Shelley's using pop roster reductions and following Sting thing around, and he <laughs> finds him at, like, a gym, and, like, and then, like, Jarrett's like, see, he's not even focusing on wrestling. And then <laughs> Eric Young's like, what are you talking about? He's working out. He's getting in shape. He's coming back. I'm telling you, he's going to get us all. He's going to get us all. And then, like, Jarrett completely does a 180. Damn it, Alex! give me this idiot go back and get me more <laughs> i don't know why i found Good that Lord. so damn funny this segment brought me back to that like i was like ready to concede okay so he's like coming back damn it alex he doesn't believe you I'm like, is, <laughs> killing is the
1: authority <laughs> right yeah gotta convince eric uh, i have uh the the toy <laughs> of alex shelley doing the paparazzi productions thing like the attire he wore on this night actually and i Dug this gimmick. I like. I loved it.
2: Yeah, I think it was great. They had like a whole um like later and going into early next year, he would have like a whole stable ish.
1: Yeah. The only the only thing I like, even at the time watching it live, this isn't even like a looking back thing. But at even at the time, I thought it was stupid. Was I was like, why is he bringing the camcorder And I know they gave like a half assed explanation, but it's like, why does he bring the camcorder to record his matches? Does he not have a DVR? Hey, this is he on wanted a first-person
2: view or something like that to watch at home.
1: Yeah, not the HD camera view <laughs> that shows everything and will not miss a shot when you're on the other side of the ring. No, th- this is better. <laughs> but,
2: uh, I, I sense sarcasm in there, but whatever.
1: Yeah, right. The rest of it, though, I, I love the gimmick. There for a while, I, I contemplated buying the t-shirt, but I, I didn't. The orange one? Yeah. I had that. Yeah, that was a pretty sweet shirt. But anyway, hella loud, but yeah, it was cool. (laughs) Right. Uh, The build-up promo for this match got me hella pumped. I will say that. It's set to the song and I had to look it up because I was like, that's a cool build-up song. What the hell is it? The song is called This Is Goodbye by The Method, but it's all capitalized in between the and method is seven. I don't know if it's the seven method. I don't know. Whatever. But anyway, it it was a cool song to go with the video. Uh, By the time it's done, I wanted to see some people beat the hell out of each other. So, that's Sign of a good promo, I think. But here we are. It's Jeff Jarrett, America's Most Wanted, the team of Chris Harris and James Storm, Abyss, and in their corner they have Gail Kim, Jackie Gaeta, and Father James Mitchell. Because uh. that's not overkill. Well, no, absolutely not. Uh, but then they are taking on the team of Ron the Truth Killings, who is now our Truth Rhino, and Team 3D of Brother Ray and Brother Devon. This is eight-man war. And it went for 20 minutes, 10 seconds. The match starts off hot with everybody beating each other up throughout the entire impact zone. The first two people in the ring are Chris Harris and Rhino. The only thing I can say about that, if I were to critique it whatsoever, is when you start off hot just brawling through the arena, it's kind of hard to get people into, I'm now in the ring, tying up. Yeah, right. But anyway, uh, Gail Kim keeps getting involved. The women have to hate each other, so, you know, uh, Jackie randomly turns on Gail, guess it wasn't too random, because, like, she kept giving her the stank eye throughout the whole night, so. But Jackie decides, F this, I'm going babyface, and turns on Gail Kim. Abyss tries to chokeslam Jackie, but she gets saved by the babyfaces. I had forgotten Jackie Gata was even in TNA.
2: She's on her way out, because she's about to be pregnant when we see her again.
1: Yeah, gone forever, bro. <laughs> I just she had a, like she had a baby. And she's gone forever. Yeah, right. I just like I said. I don't even remember. I don't remember her being in TNA. So uh, yeah. Anyone? Or anyway, uh, everyone has to hit their finishers. How roll time was she? looking? No, oh, she was all the way alive. But the truth outsmarts AMW, and he handcuffs James Storm to the corner. I <laughs> oh, just think of our <laughs> R-
2: truth outsmarting anybody. <laughs>
1: Yeah, right. You would never see that in today's times. Yeah.
2: You wouldn't even outsmart Ralph Wiggum.
1: <laughs> Good lord. I'm learning. <laughs> Me fail English? Impossible. Anyway, uh, he hits the scissor kick on Chris Harris, but he only gets an earfall. Of course, Jarrett must win, however, and he hits the stroke on Killings for the win. Uncle Dave gave it three and a half stars. I gave it an even three. What say you? I gave it three. I really like this. Yeah, I dug this. I dug it more than I thought I would, actually. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like everybody in this match, but I just, I'm like, man, uh, especially in TNA, it's like, this is probably going to be a cluster. But it was good. I dug it. Uh, After the match, Jeff Jarrett goes on a tirade about how Sting and Steve Borden, as if they're two totally different people, are both quitters. And he's going to give him until the count of ten to get his ass out there. What happens if Sting uh to Sting if he doesn't show when Jerry gets to ten? Don't know. Well anyway, Sting doesn't show. So Double J says that he was proven right, his music, music hits, and he leaves. What a popcorn fart of a segment. <laughs> this was this was stupid. Bro I'm, like we're building to something, bro. Bro, he's there, bro, but he's just it's swerve, bro. He's not there. He might be he's not. He might be. This is uh whatever. Anyway, we now get a promo for the Ultimate X match where AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, and Samoa Joe all talk about their history with each other. We've got to get more JB on camera now, so he's interviewing Samoa Joe backstage, saying that Joe's undefeated streak is comparable to that of Bill Goldberg. <laughs> oh man. Okay, the only way I will give that any leeway is most of Goldberg's streak was built up by him, def- like, crushing jobbers in five seconds, whereas Joe actually faced, like, people they were doing stuff with in the X-Division. So, maybe? I-, I don't know. But Joe puts over how he's upset that they took away his X-Division title to hang up on the Ultimate X, and he's going to get his title belt back. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, we now go to Samoa Joe defending the X-Division title in an Ultimate X match against AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels. This was after their phenomenal, like phenomenal's not even like doesn't even do it justice, but their three-way at um uh unbreakable, which we will review later this year, by the way. But this goes for 13 and a half minutes. This was amazing. In the end, Samoa Joe uses a chair to smack AJ Styles off the wires. Christopher Daniels hits a running drop kick to the chair into Joe's face, scales the wires, grabs the exhibition title for the win. Uncle Dave gave it three and a half stars. I'm in the minority, I guess, of people who loved this match. I gave it four. What say you?
2: I give it three only because I know they're capable of so much more. They are.
1: Uh I just I don't know, I really dug this. I, don't know. I liked it, but
2: not as much as unbreakable. Well
1: cool. oh, well no. I don't think anything can live up to that, but I don't know. We'll talk about it. Like I said, um, later on in the year.
2: So. Also, like I think this might have been AJ's last Ultimate X match.
1: No, oh, really. I think so. I'd have to. Mm, no. I'd have to look that up because I thought he did one when he was wearing the tights. I don't think I he ever wrong. went back to the X division actually. Hmm. Well, that's a good little trivia fact. We'd have to. We'd have to if somebody can prove us wrong, uh, you can in fact check us and hit us up on social media, and we will not care. I'm kidding. But anyway. Uh, after the match, AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels shake hands, but Samoa Joe throws a fit, throwing stuff all around as he storms out of the arena. <laughs> because uh, once again, he loses his title without losing it. <laughs> you're right. Now, the whole thing was they said, you're too fat to to scale the wires. And he proved them right because he tried and failed multiple, like, I think he only tried once, but still, he was like trying oh, and he, he really slipped and to fell. to fail
2: more than once to know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was just like, wow, so the whole point was they're like, you're fat. And he proved that he was He's what? fat, I guess. He's fat! Uh, don't get ahead of me, Craig. Oh my god. <laughs> but anyway, uh, for once we actually left this, the finish of this match simmer. Like, how about that? Like, I, I thought we were gonna have to go to the back! Which we eventually did, but. Camera cut, bro! <laughs> like, gotta you know, go. that's with a Russo staple,
2: according to, um, uh, fish off.
1: Wow. <sighs> but anyway. Leave him wanting more, right? Yeah. But now we go to the back with Jeremy Borash and Christian Cage. Christian proves that he's a master of the mic, and he's super underrated. My favorite lines from this promo were, this isn't the Serengeti, it's the peep zone, you silly And And my other one was, after tonight, you're going to find out that your record in NWA championship matches is the same as your record in Super Bowl games. Winless.
2: That was too much of a shot. I was like, ooh. Good stuff, though. I you know mean, it's was I, funny. Gershon's from Toronto, so there's a good chance the Bills were his team. So,
1: what are you talking about? He watches the CFL. Nobody watches the CFL. <laughs> hey, Canadians care about that Grey Cup, Greg. Sure. Uh, we now see a promo. They had where... one guy.
2: Kurt Warner. And he dumped him.
1: (laughs) They had Doug Flutie at one point. I stand by what I said with one guy. (laughs) We see a promo now where Jeff Jarrett uh, promised Monty Brown that after he beat Christian Cage, he'd give Brown an NWA title shot. Jarrett lost to Cage and now Brown is going after Cage. We're also reminded that Christian asked Monty what the capital of Thailand is. He said, Bangkok. And he ball punched him. (laughs) (laughs) What? I was like, what the hell, man? Really? We're going with this? Hell yeah. I laughed, but whatever. I lolled. Yeah. But all right, we're going to take our second-to-last break. When we come back, it's Christian Cage versus Monty Brown in the main event. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector.
2: Sports fans are gearing up and saving big at fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love, unique one-of-a-kind designs exclusively by Fanatics, and autographed collectibles from today's biggest stars shipped directly to your home. Join Fanatics Rewards for free to earn fan cash on every purchase. Shop now and for a limited time. Get 20% off all orders. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. At Total Wine & More, we know what pairs perfectly with summer. Go ahead, test us. What goes best with a beach trip? This crisp rosé. A pool party? Try these craft beers. Oh, you're good. Wondrous selection,
0: helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine & More. The been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price.
1: The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. Main event time, y'all. Christian Cage defends the NWA World's Heavyweight title against Monty Brown in 17 minutes seven seconds. I felt a bit sorry for Christian and Monty having to follow the X Division title match. because uh, they weren't gonna live up to it. But I mean, it was—I I didn't hate
2: this match. I felt sorry for everybody following that fatal floorway.
1: Yeah, I mean that was that was some hot stuff. Probably the hottest the crowd got almost all night, except for that uh eight man war. They they got kinda into that but Christian ends up reversing an attempted move into the Unprettier for the win. Uncle Dave only gave it two and a half stars. I actually gave it three stars. I I like both these guys. What do you say?
2: I gave it two only because I've seen him have better matches.
1: Yeah, definitely. It just, I don't know. I dug it. This (sighs) would be uh,
2: Monty Brown's uh, on his way out, too, I believe. Really? Yeah. Huh. He's still there for a little while, but... He's coming to an end.
1: Man. Yeah. I have a toy of him. I know you do, too. But Jeff Jarrett now comes out, and he says that he retired Sting, he won the war, and he's going to make Christian Cage a, transi- a transitional champion, quote, just like your brother up north. <laughs> uh.
2: At this point, he wasn't wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, kind of clever. But anyway, Christian messes up his words a little bit, but he rolls with it. It was, I, I liked it. <laughs> He said, I just got done kicking Monty asses Brown and Monty ass. <laughs> uh, Monty man but, ass Brown. Good <laughs> grief. He and uh, Jarrett then take turns telling each other to shut up like this is middle school. Finally, Jarrett and Monty Brown both jump Christian. Uh, but Christian fights back until Abyss jumps Cage from behind. Rhino comes in to save Christian. Now AMW and Team Canada hit the ring. Abyss hits the shock treatment on Christian Cage, and Alex Shelley films it, and the crowd chants, We want Sting! We want Sting! Uh, Chris Harris handcuffs Christian to the top rope, as the heels all take turns whipping his back with a belt. It amazes me that all the babyfaces are so dickless that none of them will come out to help him. Except for Rhino, by the way. He's the only I, one with balls, apparently. Probably piss him off. Yeah. Taking their well, thoughts, n- well, now, Steve Borden, not Sting, because he's dressed like he's going well, to watch his... Well, they make sure they hammer
2: that home, too.
1: But... Yeah, well, because he's not wearing face paint, and he comes out dressed like he's about to go watch his son's football game. Uh, he hits the ring, and keep in mind that a 50-some-year-old dude cleans house without a single effing weapon. Just He all still over... does that to this day in AEW. <laughs> I know. Everybody's like, Holy crap, it's Steve Borden. Let's bail. <laughs> like, what? But Jarrett begs off. He did not bail out, but he begs off. But Sting beats him up anyway. Grabs are that you belt. Jeff
2: Jarrett not being the bitch in the situation.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Are, are we playing TNA bingo here? Because uh you just hit it. <sighs> but anyway... Jarrett begs off, but Singh beats him up anyway. Grabs a belt from earlier, and he whips the holy high hell out of Double J before locking in the Scorpion Deathlock, making him tap out. Finally, out of nowhere, the the heels stand by and they watch Scott Steiner slide in and jump Steve Borden from behind because none of them could do anything. But another fifty-some year old guy, he's the solution. He's fat. But now the heels all slide in again. And beat Steve up. I refuse to call him Sting here, because they're they're clearly not. Well, he's not Sting here. No, yeah, he's just Steve Borden. And Scott Steiner locks in the uh, Steiner recliner on Steve Borden as a crowd chants for Goldberg. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Jarrett finally blasts his guitar over Steve's head, and that's the end of the show, because... What kind of TNA pay-per-view would it be if it doesn't end with a guitar shot, Greg? Uh, good? No, Greg, it's not a TNA pay-per-view at all. Broke a million guitars, man. Well, yeah. You know well, what he drew? 0 times. Well, hey, you know if if you want to take out a 50-some-year-old man in his street clothes walking in, you know, from the from the local park hanging out with his kids, you know, who you gotta call in to save you is... The roided priest? He's fat! Wow. <laughs> uh I, want, I wanted to find the clip of him where he's like, She's not only ugly, she's fat! But I couldn't find it. Anyway, you know, you gotta save the show with a little... He's fat! That's, that's how you gotta save the show. But alright, we're gonna take our final break... When we come back, it is uh, final ratings, and we'll talk about what is coming up on the show next week. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector.
0: Dave's dream car. Of course, he prefers the pearl white to the cherry red, but you can't fit three kids and a dog who's prone to car sickness in a sports car. Yeah, Dave's had to compromise a lot lately. But not when it comes to cutting the cord. Fubo gives him all the sport he needs, as well as all the shows his family loves. Don't compromise. Get over 100 channels plus showtime and cloud DVR included. Visit FuboTV.com.
1: The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle? Is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast? The perfect pickup deal.
0: There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. The been thinking about McDonald's all day can't get it off my mind.
1: Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show. Alright, we are back. Final break of the podcast here. And now final ratings time. Internet movie database gave it six point seven out of ten. Cagematch.net gave it six point thirty-eight out of ten. I gave it six point five out of ten. What say you? I'll give it a C
2: plus. It was kind of memorable. Yeah. Maybe not in the uh, reasons, on the ways they want it
1: to be, but yeah. Uh, I mean, it had it had moments, but I don't know. It's uh, eh, I I've seen better, especially even this year. This was during the time like right before I felt that things really took off, really got better, and it it was starting. Christian Cage was there, so we'd see Kurt Angle next month, right at Lockdown. In CNA? Yeah. Or no, not until Genesis. Oh. Not okay. until November. I, I knew he was a special enforcer. He popped up. So I I couldn't remember exactly the uh the time. So yeah, I I was. No, because getting... he's about to
2: he's about to be at WrestleMania. He's triple threat. So.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah He's not even yeah, thinking
2: yeah, yeah, about yeah TNA at probably.
1: The, yeah right. What is TNA? I I, I don't watch pornography. But anyway, that was um that was that uh, next week, man, or next Wednesday, we are getting back into WrestleMania. We are talking about one more WrestleMania this month before we head into April. This is to get you in the mood, man, as WrestleMania season is underway. We are covering WWE WrestleMania 21, which, in my opinion, is a forgotten, pretty damn good one. So that's uh, that's something cool to look at uh, going back. Crap, I forget what year that took place. Was it oh five? Yeah. So 5 oh, oh five, we're going to uh, 16 years in the past here. I remember this was the second WrestleMania I ever ordered and I watched live. I was very excited for it. Uh, they're they tried something new at 20. They're trying something new again at 21. We'll talk about all that next week. And then as we get into April, if you did like our TNA review here, we've got more TNA coming in the month of April. Because for those that don't know, April was always lockdown month where every match was contested inside of Six Sides of Steel. So we've got to dive into a couple lockdown reviews next month. And we've got some other good stuff, some WCW, some WWF and uh yeah the monday we're going into the monday night wars to look at some of that as well and a a particular nitro that i wanted you and i to review for its, its uh 21 year anniversary uh, well let's just say the wars were dead at this point but it'll be fun to review this show but that's just yep. that's supposed to come up in april thank you for joining me today greg mm-hmm <laughs> and we will catch you all on Wednesday and uh, don't forget we are sponsored by Fubo TV and Fanatics links are down in the podcast description all and we will see you all on Wednesday later on
2: hey guys this
0: is Gabby Douglas Show your good side to the world and get rewarded. Become a plasma donor at Griffles and receive up to $800 your first month. You'll help save the lives of millions of patients. Learn more at Grifflesplasma.com.